Read me this, Batman. What's eight ounces in a sixteen ounce glass? All right, yeah, you're you're interviewing me. Um, terrifying. Well, you picked the the best movie ever. Oh no, Chris Hansen. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? Shit. Why don't you have a seat here, Shane? Why don't you just sit down for a second? Oh, oh okay. Fuck. What are you doing here? I saw the Batman. What are your intentions of being here today? Talk about Robert Pattinson. Are you aware of the implications behind this meeting right now? Fuck, <laughs> run! <laughs> hey, if you got your wine coolers. I think the, the implication is um that there's going to be more Batmans. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome. And then it's going to smell like teen spirit this time instead of under the bridge. <laughs> Hope As long as it's not rape me. <laughs> welcome that's definitely the sequel <laughs> welcome to wasted potential podcast this is the podcast where we ramble on about movies uh argue yell at each other try to make yourself uncomfortable this is a episode of glass half full we talk about a film that at least one of us likes or has something to talk about where the other one is just is the other one is just dragged here against their will to talk about it I am your host, Ronnie, and with me is my co-host, known by the alter ego of the incel, Shane. What's up? That's how you're coming into this. <laughs> <laughs> I watched three hours of the Batman, all right? Like, I, no. I got a lot to say. You are not allowed to complain. You chose this movie. You made me watch it again, <laughs> so you're not allowed to complain. I get to complain this time. Yeah, scratch that. We're going to talk about Triple X again. Let's go. I live for this shit. I live for this shit. <laughs> okay. No, we we watched the Batman, and I liked the Batman. Okay, I guess we should start off with, like, in, our, in Glass Half Fulls, we, we do a couple questions. The first one is, when did you first see it? So let's, let's just dive into that actually first and that will kind of get into why we're here and then we can get into a synopsis so shane when did you first see the batman i'm batman um i think was it now two years after it was I, released? it's only a year actually it came out okay, last year. March. so it's 10 years in current movie age. <laughs> uh, uh, so. Yeah, I saw The Batman with Robert Pattinson. I was on a flight, and I said, you know what? This is a good time to do a three-hour movie on a six-hour flight. So I uh, I downloaded it, and I watched it, and I, I loved it. Oh, my God. I know. It did not feel the three hours, and that could be because I was trapped on a metal tube in the sky for six <laughs> hours, but... Yeah, a lot to talk about. I mean, obviously I had Robert Pattinson, so it was already starting on a, a good leg for me. So hot. Um, okay, so Shane doesn't have the stupid memory that I do. So let's go back even further. So th so I saw the Batman when it came out. And I, after I saw the Batman, I think that, like the next weekend, I went over to your place and we recorded the Air Force One, the now infamous Air Force One podcast which i need to re-put on our youtube page because that's just a drunken nightmare because <laughs> harrison ford tried to sue us for copyright <laughs> whatever check out that podcast too but um but 
I remember at this time, this is the time in the podcast, but halfway through when I'm really drunk and just like rambling and screaming, I'm talking about the Batman and I like the Batman. We're going to talk about the Batman. I think the Batman is a very flawed movie, but it's a very good, good, good movie. But, um, so I told Shane to see it and you said, no, I'm not going to watch stupid Batman. (laughs) So then... Fast forward to a couple months ago when we did a Rocky podcast. It took me a really long time to edit that. So then like sometimes in between I would like edit it for like an hour and then be like, I gotta take a break. So I'd turn on something and so happened the Batman came out on HBO Max. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like watch like this in 30 minute increments and go back to editing. So I turn it on. I'm like, okay. I'm just revisiting this and like seeing it differently for a second time. Cause it's like three hours. So increments is actually kind of nice. So I was like, okay, it's interesting. So then I text you I'm like, Hey, have you seen the Batman yet? And you're like, no, I haven't seen that shit. And I said, you should actually check it out because it's like, it's actually geared towards you. And I'm sure you're gonna get into this. It's very noir <laughs> a mystery kind of yeah. thing. That's very much like your style of a movie. And it's also Batman and we like Batman. Mm-hmm. So, so that kind of, it's like seven. Yeah. But, with the Batman. Like literally, yeah. It's like, so it's interesting. We were talking about this. So I said, watch it. And you said, okay, I will. And then immediately after your flight, you're like, I want to talk about the Batman. I'm like, oh, I'm right. <laughs> it's, it's Watch in the box. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, I know you and I know the shit you want to watch. Because <laughs> I know you too well. I'm an, e- I'm an easy person to figure yeah. out. Not much depth. <laughs> you're so shallow. Like a Batman movie. <laughs> like the Batman. Yeah, okay. But, um, so... That's what you saw it. That's how we kind of got here. I'm a fan of the Batman, but there's a lot to talk about because it is interesting to talk about. Um, so Shane, do you have a little synopsis for us to tell us what the Batman is, even though everyone knows what the Batman is? What is the Batman? it a week ago in a three-hour movie there's a lot that i'm i might mix the dark knight with it on accident <laughs> so so the batman with a big spoiler alert but it's been like years so i don't give a fuck <laughs> all right um so sad sad boy well it opens up with like you know all the criminals in the city are you know racist and beating up asians and stuff 
and the the batman is just i think he's just started like he's he's known but he's kind of just hitting the it's streets. two years in like i would two okay two years so yeah he's becoming known but he's not like the batman we think about now um he goes around, he beats up racists. <laughs> Other criminals are like kind of scared to do criminal things because the Batman could be anywhere. And the whole time, Robert Pattinson's like, I am the darkness. I am everywhere and nowhere at once. I'm sad. So um, the Batman has a really cool fight scene to open up with a bunch of juggalos. Um <laughs> He kicks all their ass, but not the black guy. He lets him go. And um, <laughs> and uh, and the Asian guy is like, don't kill me. So, like, he's kind of, like, showing that he's he's trying to be good, but no one knows what to think about him. Then um, the mayor of the city is killed in his house. Um, first, I thought Deadpool was going to be in this, but it turned out to just be his kid in a ninja costume. So that was good. Um <laughs> But yeah, so this is where it starts, like, you go, oh, shit, this is going to be dark. Like, we don't know it's the Riddler yet, but your guy kills the mayor, leaves a riddle, Batman shows up, cops don't like him, and then basically the Riddler is going around systematically killing, hit, like, big people in the city and leaving riddles on why he's doing it, uh, saying that there's some, like, big secret that's going to get out. Um, the kind of main event is that um Maroney the big crime boss was arrested and that's like the mayor and the city's like big claim to fame on fighting crime and it turns out that another crime boss named Falcone who you will all recognize and remember because they're both referenced in uh Batman Begins yeah um and the Dark Knight yeah and every Batman you skip to the end and every after... Batman installation like if you have a passing knowledge yeah. of Batman you know where this is going yeah, and the penguin is in it. There's some riddles that it takes a nine-year-old to figure out. <laughs> like, when I'm calling the riddle out, like, my wife's like, would you stop doing that? And I'm like, it's dumb. Like, a, a bird, a flightless bird or something. I was like, it's not the penguin. That's too on the nose. It's it's Falcone because it's a play on words with Falcon. And skip to the end. I was correct. Falcone was the rat. Um, Catwoman helps Batman. She's so sexy. <laughs> and she helps beat up people. And they unraveled how twisted and dark the entire city is. James, Jim Gordon yep. is, um, oh, what's his name? I recognize him from so many things, but he's really good. He's my favorite Jeffrey Gordon. Jeffrey Wright. For sure. Jeffrey Wright. He's a really good Gordon. I liked mm-hmm. him. Um, but him and Batman save the day. They they chase Penguin in an awesome scene. They beat up the Riddler, but it's not over. We solved the riddles, but now the Riddler, because we can't have a superhero movie without some epic fucking destruction of the world. So the Riddler has convinced QAnon <laughs> to um, trap everyone in the convention center, and the Riddler's going to flood it, and the Batman, and then they're all going to shoot people in the convention center like a turkey shoot. But the Batman says no. He goes, he fights them, he gets electrocuted. He has a Jesus scene. And uh, everyone goes, yay, the Batman's good. And then we save the city. But no, because it's a Batman film. And, like, apparently there's only 
three bad guys in all of Batman. Um, the Riddler meets the Joker in prison. Um, I was going to ask you before we started recording, and I forgot to write this down. Have you seen the deleted scene in the Arkham Asylum with Batman and the Joker? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for nerds out there, Shane hasn't seen that scene. It's a, it, was a, it was a huge internet thing after the movie came out. There's a deleted scene that the, re- that the director, Matt Reeves, cut because he didn't want to overshadow the Riddler's, Riddler scene. But there's a scene where Batman meets the Joker you when you're editing this you should watch it and then you could cut this in there it's like you can't it's like mumblecore and it's terrible and i th- and i think that's the real reason why they cut it, they cut it out cuz it's impossible to understand <laughs> what they're saying and you get a lot of joker It's that kid from uh, the Banshees of Inishirin, the the Barry, oh, that really? that kid Barry. This was the K. I can't remember his last name now. But sorry to. So yeah, um, excellent synopsis. Can I tell you my synopsis that I wrote down? Yeah. Oliver Twist is going through his My Chemical <laughs> Romance phase, so he stumbles on a mystery that Scooby Doo could solve. Meets a hot topic girl with cat ears, battles with fat Colin Farrell not Michael Sarah as the Riddler, discovers who kills his white privileged parents and learns what it means to be the third live-action Batman in 10 years and Matt Reeves, the Batman. Bravo. Thank you. Um, with all that bitching, I actually really liked it. Pretty good movie. And I think <laughs> I, I liked it. We could just start off. I liked it not because I would say it's like a great movie, it is definitely style over substance, but it's really good style. <laughs> God damn it, cat! <laughs> Jesus fucking! Oh, I'm being attacked! <laughs> 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 
Christ! <laughs> this is a fat fucking cat just jumped on me. Catwoman got you. Um, <laughs> you fat bitch. <laughs> so, in right. my, so this is your first time seeing it. And this is my sec, my third time seeing it actually. It's like my recent reaction is it's still good. I, I wasted nine hours of my life watching the Batman, and if I, and I was yeah. in high school, I would love this movie because you got Batman. And you got like Nirvana, and you got brooding darkness and voiceover narration, and just like the coolest action scenes ever. So it's this is definitely. I think we can quantify this later, but this is like a guilty pleasure where I feel guilty enjoying this movie that everyone loves so much. But it's a really well made movie, so whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But my analogy is like I have a couple of analogies that I'll throw in here. My first one is like it's like someone painted a beautiful painting. But out of like cheap watercolor children's paint, it's, yeah, it's like they used a crayon box, but they recreated the Mona Lisa. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful, <laughs> but it's still a Batman story, and it kind of goes back to our Ocean's Eleven thing. Like like it's it's not it's like a high art of a comic book story that we've all heard ten thousand times. But when you get into like the things mm-hmm. I like about it, that kind of don't irritate me, like that. That makes up for the fact that this is a Batman story that we all know what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And it's the exact same things we've seen and heard so many times in the past 10 years of Batman in like, like install like installments. So like it's, you know, what's going to happen, but it's done in a way that, that <laughs> elevates it to like, damn it. This is really entertaining. <laughs> it's really enthralling. Oh yeah. Well, like you don't go into a Batman film to like, not see the beats of the Batman. You know, you, you just want it presented in a way that entertains you mm-hmm. and keeps you uh, going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's kind of like uh, Batman is always made by his villains. So if you don't have a good villain, you're going to have a mediocre Batman film. And in this, they, they really did a good job with the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, all the villains. Like and all, they, the, all the characters like Catwoman – like Falcone and like the Riddler, they all play into like the theme of it, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but like, like those characters really draw out the character of the Batman. Sorry. Okay. Yes. So yeah, you go to see a cast of villains that all have, and this one, I, I guess it's kind of a Batman theme. Whenever you have an ensemble, there's one crim, there's one bad guy that has what he's doing. So, you know, when they have your Joker, in this case, it's the Riddler who have their own agenda and at the same time, they're yeah, facing that, off against a, another a bad major, guy, like, and Batman's Batman, caught like, graphic in the novels and comics is like there's someone like pulling the strings. It's usually the Joker, and then behind it, there's like little things here and there. But that's like I, was, I also rewatched Batman Begins last night too. So I was up late last night, like watching way too much Batman, and which is like way too much. It's a lot. So the same Oof. idea. Like you have the Scarecrow, you have <laughs> Ray Al Ghul. So you just you have like one character pulling the strings behind like uh, Maroni. And Scarecrow, so it's 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 a Batman like trope thing, really. But what I like about this is, and if I'm jumping yeah. too far ahead, stop me. But the thing um, I like about this is it's called the Batman, and it focuses solely on Batman. Okay. Like there's a little Bruce Wayne in there, which I can get to, which is kind of irritating. But Batman's young, and he's trying to figure out his morality. He's trying to find his gray area mm-hmm. of what's too far and what's not far enough. And all these little characters show him. Like Catwoman shows him can't kill like 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 that that's it goes too far. I can beat the shit out of a guy in brutal close-ups, but I can't kill them. Um, yeah, and Maroni <laughs> questions his makes him question his family's morale. What's right and wrong? The legacy you leave behind, 
Alfred tells him that's not reality. It's not truth. Gordon put, tells him like, well, like we can break some rules to for good, but you're going too far sometimes. And finally the Riddler shows him like when you go too far about what justice and vengeance looks like. So it, it's the same old shit, but it, but, but, but it's wound up in a really good, yeah, it's just like, thematic the character again, but... growth bow. So I forgive it, even though I'm ashamed of myself for saying this, and I'm forgiving a Batman for being the same movie every time. It's done really well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like there's only so many stories to tell, right? So it's all about the characters. There's so many and marketable stories to tell with Batman. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. We we can't tell the story of Batman dealing with his Catholic past. There it is. <laughs> no, well, I was saying like. You can't have a Batman movie without a big name villain. And oh, and I yeah. understand that because some of my favorite Batman animated series episodes involve him fighting mobsters and small characters because that flushes out the character of Batman more and it gives it him a chance to shine and be like a center of attention because no matter who you put behind the cowl, when the Joker's on screen, you don't give a shit about who Batman is. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. And the Riddler is enthralling, but he's not the Joker. So you still have that. The back and forth is a little more tame. And that's why I think out of the stories, my favorite is Batman Begins. And hear me out. Before <laughs> Ra's al Ghul shows back up. Yeah. Like, I thought it was cool to see Batman, before he was Batman, become Batman, and go back and start to fight street crime. I think that's cool. And seeing like him like on the other side of the law and finding his place in Gotham. It should have been he beats the big crime boss. But then they have to add some fucking Ra's al Ghul, immortal, blow up the building and the city. Like, that, it, that was stupid. <laughs> like, if they just would have cut that, that movie would have been one of my favorites for sure. But that's one thing this Batman does well until the end again it's it's they're all it's got to be the studio that goes in and is like you have to do a big kabloomy no that that's a, that's just a movie thing <laughs> any kind of thing you have to lead up to the big events because if if batman just defeated maroney or falcone and that was the end and it just it's over like people are like ah it's not enthralling enough because this is an epic this it's this is it the fucking music itself just swells up so much. This this is an epic story, even though it's a comic book thing. Yeah, I just wish it would have been like they're gonna, you know, the epic is to stop a group of hitmen that's like in the building to kill the mayor or something. You know, something a little more tame. You would like than... um, you would like Batman Year One, where like he gets introduced to Catwoman, but the focus is him stopping like think Falcone and Maroni. It's 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 much more uh like laid back. It's 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 a lot of this story, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really. I don't think I don't remember the ending. Don't think, but it's not as big as like the big old train and like the 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 fear gas gonna infect oh, the God. entire Gotham. Yeah, no one getting all high minded. Um, the Riddler. I I guess let's let's do this. So we oh, kind of yeah. have. Oh, you're interviewing me. You fucking yeah. run this ship. I know. So, uh, three things. So, let's start off uh, just talking about some positive things you like about the film, and then we can get into complaining later. But what's your number one thing when you think of a week ago and you watched this movie that's over a year old for the first time? What's one of your favorite things? Okay. Um, my – there's a few things. So, I'm going to say 
I'm going to group this together instead of breaking it up into individual parts on this one. So number one is the quote-unquote realism. Like, uh, it, it's got this kind of Jason Bourne feel with how he fights. Jesus Christ. That's Jason Bourne. And, like, this Batman gets his ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, when he fights eight guys, he beats them, but he gets punched a lot. Mm-hmm. As you would. Um, and, like, when he gets hit with a shotgun, he flies across the room and feels like dog shit, you know? Like, it doesn't it doesn't pierce him, but it fucks him up, which is, it's cool. It gives you some stakes with this Batman. You're like, oh, shit, like, he's got to be gritty. I, I blame Daredevil for this, and I blame's the wrong word. I should thank Daredevil for this, because while Daredevil wasn't the first to do this, a lot of action heroes have copied it. And I think it's better for these kind of heroes to be like that. Are you talking about the movie um, or are you talking about the comic book? The show, the show. Oh, not the movie. The Netflix show. I was like, I was like, hold the fucking phone here. What are we talking about? I never miss. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell. <laughs> hey, it ties together. It's like a circle. Check out our um, podcast on Daredevil. I love that movie. I missed. I never miss. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then like the Batmobile, which is so fucking cool in this. It's just, it's like a rally car that you put a jet engine in. <laughs> it's awesome. And like his motorcycle, his, his gadgets, like he, it's a squirrel suit. It's not like some weird cape thing. It like, and he sucks at it. Like he's never used it before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually just, like that scene where he actually looks nervous as shit. When he's yeah, like, like this it. Batman feels like like a an awesome person that's trying to figure this out, you know? Like so it's you have more buy-in with him. So I will say I'll chalk that all up to realism. Yeah, uh, when it's funny quote unquote. It's funny going from the Batman to Batman begins because that was like the the complaint and also the compliment that everyone gave the Nolan movies was Oh, it's so gritty and realistic. And like, yeah, Matt, Re- yeah. Matt Reeves is like, hold my beer. Because <laughs> yeah. that opening scene when the Riddler's like breathing heavily into his creepy like Bane mask and he just mm-hmm. beats him to death. So like harshly and matter of factly and just like savagely. It's like, ah, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it, it's like, hey, take the kids home. This is, uh, <laughs> this is yeah. not a Batman movie for them. Even this though- is not your grandma's Batman. True. Robin. It was noble of that animal to hurl himself into the path of that final torpedo. He gave his life for ours. Yeah. And what's weird is, like, comparing this to, like, that Walking Phoenix Joker movie, that movie feels like, like, uh, like the Anarchist Cookbook. This still feels like a comic book with a little bit of levity, even though it is really fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing I like was, uh the detective nature of it yeah. I, it was it was nice that he had gadgets but he didn't have like the gadget that just is like the riddler's here you know like he didn't have the mary sue gadget or the you know plato advanso gadget that fixed everything he had to like go back to the cave and he's figuring it out now alfred's a little bit too much in that sense where he's like I figured out the puzzle, but like, I guess you have to figure out the puzzle somehow. 
but what also works because like when does Bruce Wayne have time to do this shit? So like Alfred mm-hmm. was always the one behind the scenes, at least in the animated TV show, solving like the grunt work for him. He was kind of like the brains ah, behind it. Like like obviously Batman is intelligent, maybe not in this one, but for the most part he's highly intelligent, genius level. But Alfred was also like that genius level, which is just comic book things. Yeah, but I love that like this clue leads to that clue, yeah. which he chases down this lead, which is a dead end. But yeah, you find ba- out this like Batman's actually a detective. Finally, yeah. yes, he's figuring out crime. He's tracking down the case, and he's beating people up along the way. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but and also like he's not a genius though. Like he's Mm-mm. highly intelligent, but he makes mistakes. He overlooks obvious clues, and I think that's the whole. That works too because like I wrote this down like this is like Bruce Wayne the college years like he's trying to figure out his morality he's this uh, disenchanted with his parents I don't know what to believe anymore he he's so <laughs> narrow minded he he misses the big picture of what like the Riddler's trying to do he easily believes a mob boss over his parents it's just like he's just so clueless but intelligent so I like that a lot about this Batman he is he's proficient but also has a lot to learn still and he's still just coming into his own yeah i i agree fully um the third thing i liked a lot so i'm having a hard time putting it all into one but um Good thing you're i would say it. the style the 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 filmmaking of it so it's very dark um long shots like it it's got its own feel, but then it has the perfect breaks of like epicness. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the one I always think about is when he ch- he the chase scene for the penguin starts. Yep. Like where you're like he gets shot and he's all fucked up and Catwoman's trying and the penguin's going to execute him and then he's gone and you're like, oh shit, you know the the classic like he rounds the corner and he's mm-hmm. not there anymore. But then it does this epic like revving of the bat and mobile and this is the big reveal for the batmobile yeah! oh no it's chris Hansen. and it's pretty awesome. You can't help but smile and just go, fuck yeah. And it's intimid- Kick his ass, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's intimidating, too. It's awesome. Like, the, yeah. like the, the first rev and the lights click on, which which is stolen in all the other Batman movies. They have that scene. But I don't know. I think it's just Matt Reeves, the director, is so good at just the sound editing and just knowing how to craft like a an epic scene that makes you go, god damn, that's cool, even though this is made for nerds and children <laughs> well and the cool thing too is is he strikes this perfect balance and that chase scene is my favorite because like you can tell batman is holding on for dear life mm-hmm. like he's he is not in control he's just gr- literally gripping the wheel and just like oh here we go like <laughs> it, but that's in the fights that's in how he approaches you know when he goes into a crime mm-hmm. den he's just like well Adios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, he has that he, devil may care attitude and even reflects in that scene where he's talking with Alfred and Alfred's the same scene in Batman Begins. Like you should put these, you should, if you want do what I did and watch them back to back, you'd be like, holy shit, it's the same fucking movie. Like the scenes are all taken from each other. 
But there's that yeah. scene in both movies where where Bruce Wayne comes back as like a as an emo, long haired, like whiny little bitch, and he basically says, "I don't care about my family's legacy, Alfred. You can care about that. I will. I'll run this company into the ground just to do it." And that's fully what the Batman is. He's he has no long term vision. He's just in the moment of beating up guys willing to blow up himself in the car on this highway chase and kill everyone involved if he had to. Yeah. Many people died to, to get a couple questions from the penguin. <laughs> to boost his vengeance <laughs> ego. Yeah. But like um going back to that chase scene, the way they the stunt driver drives the car too, it's like barely in control. You know, he's not like, you know, twirling around this and he he looks like he's like giving it gas and the whole back end's flying out and he's like oh fuck oh fuck and like <laughs> he's coming back like he's obviously a talented driver but you could tell he's barely in control which it's hard it's so nice to see a director that is able to convey things through show me don't tell me mm-hmm. just by what Batman does how he fights how he drives. How he jumps off a building in a squirrel suit. He is totally flying by the seat of his pants. Even when he's Bruce Wayne. He doesn't really have a plan. He's just going. He's not thinking, you know? Yeah. Um, And they don't have a scene where he goes, Alfred, I... I'm just going. I'm not thinking. Or, or, or Alfred's not like, you just go and you don't think. You know, you're barely in control. Like, they show it. It's so refreshing. The Riddler gets away with it a little bit doing that, but the Riddler conveys himself through his riddles, so he has to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but So going with that, because that's also one of the things I like about this film is, like, the world and character building. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes they just tell you what's going on because it's a comic book and they have to make sure everyone gets what's going on because it can't be a real mystery that's like I, like I'm, I'm currently listening to Sherlock Holmes audiobooks and like and, and Sherlock I, I love Sherlock Holmes but mm-hmm. like those aren't for you to solve you're supposed to be just no. impressed <laughs> by Sherlock Holmes's deductive reasoning the sign them like the method of it and you're like oh this guy is just so genius so you don't get to solve the mystery. You can try, but Sherlock Holmes does it, and you're just impressed by it. He cheats. The imprint, yeah. <laughs> exactly. the slight bruising on the left palm yeah. indicates that you gripped with your left hand. Yeah. But you something don't... that had a sharp point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want Batman doing that like I do. So, Watson. Hmm? You do not propose to invest in South African securities. How on earth do you know that? Now confess, you're utterly taken aback. I am. I should make you sign a paper to that effect. Why? Because in a few minutes you'll say it is all so absurd and simple. <laughs> I should say nothing of the kind. You see, my dear Watson, it is not really difficult to construct a series of influences, each dependent upon its predecessor and each simple in itself. If after doing so, one simply knocks out the central inferences and presents one's audience with the starting point and the conclusion, one may produce a startling, though possibly a meretricious effect. I can tell by an inspection of the groove between your left forefinger and thumb 
that you've decided not to invest your small capital in the gold fields. I can see no connection. Very likely not. But I can quickly give you a close connection. Here are the missing links in the very simple chain. You had chalk between your forefinger and thumb when you returned from the club last night. You put chalk there when you play billiards to ease the cue. You never play billiards except with Thurston. Now, Thurston, you told me four weeks ago, had an option on some South African security which expired in a month and which he desired you to share with him. Your checkbook is locked in my drawer and you have not asked for the key, so you do not propose to invest your money in that manner. <laughs> How absurdly simple. I'm Batman. But an average person doesn't because this has got to be a comic book. It's got to be for people to get it and still understand it. So I, I, I'm never going to want me Sherlock Holmes Batman. That's never going to happen. So sometimes they just tell you, oh, it's a stool pigeon, Alfred. Oh, what's a pigeon? <laughs> oh, a pigeon's a bird and a bird's got wings and it flies. What about a rat with wings? It could be a bat. No. Falcone. It's, bah, 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 bah. it's not. It's not a bat. It's the penguin. <laughs> yeah. So you have that, but then you also have little things. And you mentioned this as a joke. I like that first scene where Batman saves the Asian guy and doesn't beat up the black kid. And here's the reason why. He does a world building. He does a lot of these little things. Yeah. And the one that I like is the kid is second-guessing himself. He has half of his face is white. Mm-hmm. So he's not in the gang yet. And it's obvious his initiation, he has to do what, Shane, to be a part of the gang? Beat up an old Asian man. Exactly. They're they're, they're the anti-Asian hate group, and you got to beat up an old, old Asian I man. I forgot Asian hate was all hot a year ago. Like, that was all the rage. I'm just joking. I don't think that's really what that is. <laughs> I was saying it as a joke. The well, point... I didn't think Matt Reeves hates Asians. He's like, yeah, kick his ass. Like, well, I, I didn't just, think it was going to go like that. The... I didn't think it was going to be that social justice scene. I don't think it is. I'm going to cut that. (laughs) That's fine with me. Whatever. So the point being is, you know, that kid has an initiation. He has to beat up somebody. You know, from the Mm -hmm. visual, he's apprehensive. They tell him, do it, do it, do it. They don't say, hey, man, be part of the, of the, uh, the, the juggalo diamond gang. You have to beat up uh, (laughs) a man to be a part of it. No, but you know, from the visual platinum member. Yeah, exactly. You know from the visual what's going on, what's happening, and he's seven second thoughts, and he runs away, and Batman not only saves someone's life, he changes someone's life to not be an asshole. And that works without having any dialogue besides, who are you? I'm vengeance. (laughs) That's all you got to say. I'm vengeance. (laughs) That's enough for me to get it. And it works. And you and I can make fun of it all you want to, but I like visual storytelling, and that's a little moment, and I'm like, ah. Matt Reeves knows yeah. the language of cinema. Oh, yeah. I I look forward to seeing Matt Reeves' next Batman, because he'll get one. Oh. I think the Batman did well enough. Yeah, and, and if you stick around to the end of this podcast, Shane and I have um, – we're just going to pitch our sequel, Batman sequels here. But but have you seen any other Matt Reeves movies? You, you don't know who he is. Uh, he did the, uh, the last two sequels for The Planet of the Apes. Um, not – is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? No, not the fucking No, 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 Tim that's the one with ones. James Franco. <laughs> okay, so the Franco one wasn't him, but they they pitched him to do the the second one which has Gary Oldman and then the third one has Woody Harrelson. Those are really good like action like movies that are really thoughtful and they're starring apes. And I don't give a shit about monkeys, but I care about these monkeys. <laughs> Matt Reeves, he's a, he he does good action and he does good characters. 
and he also did a little horror movie that I love, and I know it's a remake, and people don't like the remake. I like this remake. It's based on like a Swedish film. It's called um, Let Me In. It's based upon like the Let the Right One, and it's about like a child vampire, and it's really gritty and dark, but it's all about the characters mm. and dealing with like what would happen if you have like a child vampire type of thing. So Matt Reeves is a great director, and he cares about his characters. God damn it! And he likes style. He has good movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Matt Reeves. <laughs> And I thought at first, when I heard Nirvana, I was going to roll my eyes and be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Shut the fuck up. Choose something else. Okay, um, <laughs> Don't talk to your I wife like was... that. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you food? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Shane loves women. <laughs> I am vengeance. Um. <laughs> I just picture like this 50s like drunk husband comes home where have you been I am vengeance (laughs) (laughs) now honey remember when we were married you wanted to be joined together in matrimony (laughs) and as I recall it was till death do us part yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) that event is about to take place right now Oh, God. It's, it's either that or it's an emo kid comes in. Like, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be vengeance. <laughs> I want to be vengeance. Well, you're going to have to go to PE then. Right. <laughs> I don't want to change out. <laughs> I don't want to change. Um, oh, that brings me to one of my complaints. But um, We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, what were we saying before I went off of my vengeance? Uh, women don't have rights. Yeah, yeah. Get him, Batman. <laughs> We're saying, um, basically, the director knows how to build a mm, world. Yes. And it's, and it's sometimes obvious, but it's not always just in your face. Batman's upset, even though there are scenes where Bruce Wayne is just upset. Yeah. Um, yeah, good job, Matt Reeves. I like it a lot. I, yeah. I'm super into it. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll move on to the things I hate. No, fucking you. My turn. Okay, uh, talk about about thing. I love the music. The music Mm, is overbearing, mm. but I love it. It was my ringtone for a while because my wife hates it. Like when we saw this movie, (laughs) she's like, "That fucking music is just stuck in my head." I'm like, "I know because because it's manipulative." But Matt Reeves uses that Michael um, Giancino's like music perfectly to swell up when you need it to. And it's three hours yeah. long, so you got a lot of swells going on. But it just, yeah, it's, it's always swelling. It just earworms. It's it's kind of like you said using like the like the 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 something in the way music. It's mm-hmm. like uh yeah, but it really kind of works in the theme and then like the emo-y kind of Batman way. So I forgive it, even though I probably wouldn't appreciate that in a, in a different kind of comic book movie. But he only uses like one pop song, and it and it works. Yeah. And by the end of the movie. He is in the way. Like, something's in the way of his life, but then it ends up being Batman is what's in the way, stopping evil. So it works. It's it's a little hit, chilly, uh, you know, cheesy and ch- childlike, but I love the music. I love the sound editing. I love just the sound effects and the visuals. It's so well put together, like, with music and uh, yeah. the punches and just, like, the, the equalizing of the, uh, the sound, like, levels and stuff. It's so great. Yeah, and... 
when you have a a popular song like in this case the nirvana song it, it has to complement and feed into what the character is you know it can't just be like oh i like that song it sounds good for this you know this isn't like my chemical romance doing the song for fucking the watchman you know like it, it <laughs> that's fits. a weird like, reference <laughs> it fits it's it it works it's like uh i hate to do this but it reminds me of doesn't remind me of but a good example is like guardians of the galaxy the first one james guns yeah the 70s you know music everyone goes like oh i like that song but it it has a point to it you know like it the character has that the music's in there because the character remembers his mother through those songs yeah but, part of his his album but that is different and like they hear the music like that becomes a part of the mm-hmm. world though the, this one you don't you don't see you know Bruce Wayne jamming out to Nirvana wearing his grunge is still alive. He t-shirt. should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's an example that you'll love. So like Captain Marvel, the movie. <laughs> I don't hate that movie. I will I will actually defend it. <laughs> I actually don't mind it. But one thing they do in that that it feels fake is they have a lot of '90s empowerment songs. They have Nirvana's "Come As You Are" and the the <laughs> biggest. Like um, the biggest obvious, more like oh god, gr- a, cr- a cringy moment is when Captain Marvel comes in her own and they play "I'm Just a Girl" by No Doubt. I'm like, oh no, oh, like, no. Like, like like that is in your face, kind of like really we're doing this. This is a little cheesy. I'm, I'm I, yeah. I'll defend that movie. I enjoy it. it's all sci-fi and shit, but this movie it plays one song and one song only, and. It's it fits it in the way, and it's not the most popular Nirvana song, so I will forgive it, even though it is a really good Nirvana song. Yeah. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah. Here's something. I don't know what you think about this. This might. I hope it's not one of your changes. Okay. They change Bruce Wayne. So when I'm watching Batman Begins, Bruce Wayne <laughs> starts out kind of like, like a you know selfish prat. And like you know, mm-hmm. a rich guy, he's mad, like because because Alfred says, "Are you going back to Princeton, Master Wayne?" And he says, "I don't want to go back, and I just want to kill this guy who murdered my family." So you have a little vengeance, bit, of, Alfred. Yeah, so you have a little <laughs> bit of emo. But this movie, he's not a playboy at all, because in Batman no. Begins, Bruce Wayne, when he returns, takes on the playboy persona because he's hiding who he is, because mm-hmm. like. No one's going to assume the Playboy millionaire is going to be Batman. But in this right, he's one, using it as a smokescreen. Yeah, exactly. But in this one, who seems like the most obvious Batman? Is it the rich emo kid who doesn't come out of his castle? Maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> so, so once again, maybe in the next one, they'll build to that. Maybe he'll learn to cover himself a little better. So that's fine. I forgive it, but I thought that was interesting, especially watching back to back the Batman versus Batman Begins. You have emo grunge versus Playboy. What do you kind of prefer as you know the viewer? So in this one, I I don't know because obviously Bruce Wayne to become a vigilante in a black cape that runs around the city beating people up has to be a little bit damaged 
yeah. when he's outside of his thing, so you need that. Um, I don't think either does Bruce Wayne perfectly. They're just different. Like, yeah, like you said, Christian Bale is playboy, but Christian Bale's more in control. Um, Robert Pattinson is more of like the believable damaged person, but he doesn't change. I don't see a difference between when the mask is off and when the mask is on. No, that that's a good point. Bale yeah. has a clear divide of like when the mask is on, I am who I am. And when it's off, I'm pretending. Yes. That is not really a, a problem in this one. Cause even when he does the few scenes of him as Bruce Wayne interacting with the public, he's just the Batman still. He's just no, brooding he's, and solving a case and stuff. He's angsty he never teenager. He's angsty, like spoiled kid. But the only thing he does that's kind of richy is he has like some pretty badass cars. But that's basically mm-hmm. it. So I think, like you said, it fits this movie. And he's also young. He's a young Batman. So he's in maybe yeah. next next movie he'll grow into more of a mature adult Bruce Wayne. Or maybe the opposite. He'll adapt that persona to like throw off the public. But when, when Batman is out in public, dark and brooding... When Bruce Wayne's in the Batcave with Alfred, he's intelligent, he's level-headed, and he and um, Alfred are having conversations and actually making plans and solving mm-hmm. mysteries. But like in this one, he's just a whiny little bitch. Like he's an asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole to Alfred, and I'm just like, that makes sense in the beginning of Batman Begins because he hasn't fully figured right. out who it is and, and, I, and i guess in the end of this movie he appreciates alfred in the right. end so, we, so like we don't see that growth because alfred's in the hospital but it's a little it, it's it gets a little annoying and i like pattinson as bruce wayne but it is a little whiny little bitch too much yeah i feel like it was too much like if you're gonna have him be whiny have him be more whiny in private it, it could be fixed if in the second one he does grow up more because yeah. I, I I do think that was an issue. Because in Nolan's Batman, I do like Bruce Wayne and Nolan's Batman, because it also has a purpose. It's I like that Bruce Wayne is more of the the masked character than yeah. the Batman is. Yeah, for um, sure. And, and, and like, I like that point, approach. Yeah, and the whole point of it is like he's tra- like well, okay, so to to quell our argument. It's called the Batman. So it's the Batman character. So he's still figuring out who he is as Bruce Wayne and the Batman, what his morality lies, what the line is. So I forgive it. But it, at some points, I'm like, dude, stop being a dick. Like, yeah, just, just, seriously. Just stop being a, an asshole to Alfred. Because, like, no one else cares about this, this like, loser. So, But I'm, I'm, I'm assuming in the next one he's going to grow as a Bruce Wayne character and at least yeah. not be an asshole. But... Yeah, especially if you're idolizing your parents and you you specifically which the Batman takes on this but he specifically remembers them as like they helped the city they were great people they always wanted to help the poor and stuff like that but as Bruce Wayne he actively shits on that you know yeah which doesn't make sense to me I, I think there should be more of him trying to be that as Bruce Wayne yeah. So they'd be like, the guy that helps feed the orphans, he's beating people up at night? I No. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, oh, oh, also the point, too, of the Batman is Bruce Wayne is a philanthropist. He helps Gotham in the daytime, like, mm-hmm. through that avenue with money. And he also, well, I guess a mature Batman helps right. the person in the daytime. And at night, he does the real sacrifice of his body. So that, that's, like, the whole perfect dichotomy of Bruce Wayne and Batman is he's an asshole, but he gets away with it because he, he does all these things and he's likable. But once again, that's uh-huh. also an older, more mature Batman. Which, eh, we'll, maybe next time we'll, we'll we'll get there. Maybe maybe we'll get there. Maybe you know, yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne will, will will leave college. He'll he'll get himself you know a day job and become <laughs> you know realize the importance of being a good law abiding taxpayer. You can get a University of Phoenix online certificate. <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's talk villains. Right. <laughs> let's talk villains. Okay talk side characters um let's do my our favorite actor colin farrell what do you think about colin farrell as the penguin colin farrell is the penguin you didn't know that in the batman that's colin farrell are you out of your fucking mind are you serious are you shitting me are you shitting me you're, you're not fucking with me that's my whole daredevil joke that was a king i didn't Mexico. even know that that you didn't know there's i'm fucking no Googling, you moron I'm doing it right now. Oh my god, this is always what? a potential alert. <laughs> Colin Farrell is the penguin. penguin. Let me let me okay, okay, pull This is images. not staged. Shane's a moron. Jesus Christ, I did not know that. How did you not know that? That is a hell of a makeup job. It's a, it's a great performance. Well, I love it even more now. How did you not know that? Wow. I loved the Penguin. He how did you, a great job. How are you a co-host on a podcast and do no research I on a movie? don't look at the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a movie critic, not an actor critic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Shane, now that you know that Colin Farrell, our favorite actor, was the penguin. Wow! I can't wait to put in some Banshees of Inchir and shit into this. And in Bruges and Daredevil, all, yeah. the, all the movies we love. But you're a cunt. <laughs> I just don't like you no more. You do like me. I don't. He did good. This he was, a, I, when, I heard, when I heard the penguin, they're like, we got to talk to the penguin. I was like, oh, Jesus. Because I just pictured Danny DeVito's penguin, <laughs> which makes no sense why that. Because doesn't like in the comics, he like actually becomes mayor or something like that or runs for mayor. In the movie, that that's his uh, that's his way of getting power. And like Max Schmeck, played by your favorite Christopher Walken, insert Shane's impression <laughs> here. His idea is to get a penguin to make, be a puppet to have power and control the city. <laughs> Batman, you'll call. <laughs> It's alive. <laughs> wow, chase me. <laughs> this penguin here, he uh, he waddles around, but we can use him. He waddles like something I could think of in his little tuxedo. <laughs> you know what he is? Penguin. You can call me Mr. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Colin Farrell uh, does a great job, and he hides epic, behind that yeah. makeup so much that Shane didn't even recognize him. Fucking... So. Miss that one, swing like right over the head. Um, no, he's good, and the character's written well. Cause I rolled my eyes. I was like, oh god, I just picture him waddling out, like, 
Oh, Batman, I'm the penguin. But no, he's he, he's like a legit, and he's not like a crime boss. He's obviously a young penguin in that sense, or young in his crime career, mm-hmm. where he hasn't taken power, but you can see he's positioning, you know. And by the end of it, he he's the next in line, and he sees a moment to be like, fuck you, Falcone, and then he gets to take yeah. on those reins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good setup for the Penguin. They can use him in future. I think he's always good as a secondary villain. I don't yes. want to see a movie with him as the primary. No. I just think he should always be in the background. Because mm-hmm. as soon as he's the primary, I don't think he has the character to carry it in a way that's mm-hmm. going to... There no. has to be some panache, and he's not a panache guy. Well, well, he, well, he thinks he has that thing, but the problem is the Penguin, he... You know where he's at, like because like, he has like the iceberg lounge. So it's so, like so like the right. penguin is a mob boss. He's not a he's like he's kind of like Maroni, where it's like where it's like I'm gonna be out in public because like I know you can't touch me, you can't really prove anything. Yeah. So he has that. It's it's not like the Riddler and the Joker, whose like anonymity is like mm-hmm. their that's their superpower is like is like I don't need the uh, I want the attention, but I don't need you to know where I'm at. Kind of right. thing. They have the a pen- supernatural air to them. Yeah, they have to because, like, as soon as you see the Joker or the Riddler, the game is up. But the the Penguin's kind of like, ah, I'm here. You can't you can't pin that on me, Kappa. Kind of thing. So he works as like he's the underworld mob boss that everyone knows, and like people can use him to get things done. Which is gonna go into like my sequel pitch. I got an idea of how to use the the Penguin. And I, I I think you and I are on the same page. Like, have him there. But don't make him the the focal point. Yeah. Um but yeah, no. Colin Farrell, holy shit. Yeah. What about um Catwoman? I that was another moment too. I was like, oh boy. Here we go. Like, oh look at me. I like I saw the cats and stuff. I was like, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. But the actress was really good. I like how they used her as a spy. Like that was a cool scene where Batman's like using her as a mole to get inside the iceberg lounge like i love all the detective shit and like she has her own thing she's doing she's not like hissing at people (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine oh like it's like nolan's where she's a cat burglar yeah like they did pretty well with anne hathaway too yeah um but yeah she plays the cat card just enough so you go like oh i get it she's Catwoman, like but she's not like, <sighs> or would you like a glass of milk? Like, I just keep picturing of Halle Berry's. You boys thought you could come in here and steal all these beautiful things. What a perfect idea. Catwoman. <laughs> I've never seen Catwoman. We should probably watch that one time. But yeah, oh god. But Zoe Kravitz does a good job. They have a scene where she's drinking milk, so it's it's in your mm-hmm. face. But you know, it's it's not like it's not it's like a Michelle comic book Pfeiffer. Movie. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like Michelle Pfeiffer, which that's a good performance in that movie where she goes like meow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I better cut in where I get attacked by a cat on this podcast. Oh Jesus! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because if she was a real, like, really wanted to play it like a cat, she'd just sleep oh. all the time. Like, do something. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? 
There's a, there's a news story because, like, you know how Google, like, data mines? And if you type in one thing, it sends you Google news. So so my news mm-hmm. feed is filled with, like, like news about Ukraine and politics, but also, like, comic book nerd shit. So there's a story <laughs> that in an interview, Zoe Kravitz said she studied cats to figure out how to fight like a cat. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> Ow, ow, ow. Exactly. <laughs> just pawing your face and biting you while you sleep. <laughs> Batman's, like, kissing her, and she just randomly bites him. Yeah. Ow, what the fuck? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> just got to remind you I can. <laughs> I'm in charge of this. I'm running this operation here. <laughs> but I would like, I, I, I do like cats because they're curious. I find them uh, interesting. I feel like they could kill me any two seconds. That- I was really inspired by that. I watched a bunch of um, cat videos, feline videos, watching them fight. And what I was so interested by was the fact that you, can, you can't read their face at all, which is why I think people are kind of creeped out by them. Her boyfriend's like, are you purring? <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like their, their chemistry's fine. I had, they, they start falling for not in love, but infatuation. Quickly, yeah. and it's kind of eye rolling, but yeah, you gotta have a little romance, so you know Batman's, you know he's he gets it up still. Um, he's lonely. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's too busy to get get laid in, and since Bruce Wayne's not being a playboy, he's yeah. his, his Bat Cave's all backed up. Oh yeah, no, no, that Bat Cave is covered. That's not Guano. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Riddler. What do you think about the Riddler? Um, you mean the Joker who writes no. riddles? No, it's the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. I like it. <laughs> it's different. It's not the same. The, I, okay. Chaos of Agent <laughs> takes on the city, leaving clues about why they're taking on the city, slowly dismantling organized crime to organize a group of crazy people and cells to take on... Yeah, to internet crazy people to take on the city and expose the craziness within. Which movie am I describing? Any Batman movie? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, The Dark Knight or The Batman? <laughs> oh, wait. They're the same fucking villain. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all part of the plan. I But with me bitching, I still liked him. He did a good job. I like the riddles. I like... His motive, he's a crazy person. His motivation is only going to be so different, you know? Yeah, and um, I'm a big fan of the uh, Batman Arkham like video game series. Did you ever play those? No, I didn't. Yeah, they're, they're really good movies, actually. There's, like, there's three of them. There's also a fourth one that no one likes, but I like the fourth one, too. But um, the one thing that they do in that series is all the characters of the Joker, they're all kind of like serial killery and really highly intelligent type of thing and this riddler is intelligent in a certain way he's Mm -hmm. not intelligent in like oh i hacked into the mainframe and i did all these things like that he's intelligent enough to like set a trail of breadcrumbs and what i like about this is he thinks he's using the batman and he is until that scene when they're talking and he realizes goes oh you're not as smart as you think you are like, I thought we were on the same page where we were both going to destroy the city together. So he gets disappointed in how stupid Batman is, but yeah. his plan still goes through. 
So I, I kind of like that idea where he thinks Batman's on his side and that's the intelligent part. He thinks he's, he's not using... emotionally intelligent. No, but, but he also like, he does use the Batman. He uses him to, to get a uh, Falcone to set up all these things. And he's crazy enough to think like, this is a good plan. We'll fix anything. Cause he just wants chaos too. But I liked it. I liked how he uses the Batman. The Batman's makes a big mistake in not seeing the big picture. Right. And he thinks in a weird way that the Batman would want to help him because he's taking down a crime boss. So yeah. Batman and me are both playing this game and going to do it together. We're a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you can see when the when he realizes that Batman's not really on his side, he cracks. He's not mm-hmm. very emotionally stable. No. And like even in his interviews and stuff like that, I, I, once again, he's just the Joker. Yeah, because they like, take it from the Dark Knight where they have like the footage. Look at me! The, look at me. The <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Would you Why fuck so, me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> yeah, but but like that's why the Riddler works for this because the Rid because the Joker is about chaos, but the Riddler's about mm-hmm. and this character is about vengeance and justice, which also goes in like Two Face type of thing too. It's just you're just replacing characters and giving different motivation. But mm-hmm. Batman's about ven- about vengeance, but he becomes about justice, while the Riddler wants some kind of fucked up weird revenge. So it it plays it well. It's a good balance of themes and character motivation where they're they're so close. The line is so thin where Batman could be the Riddler or the Riddler could be Batman type of thing. Yeah. Um, one thing I do love about this too, that. I, I hate to compare this movie to The Dark Knight because it's its own movie. Matt Reeves had his own vision for Batman, but mm-hmm. you know we live in a world that has eight hundred Batmans. Yeah, every, every three years we got to reboot it because yeah. we we even discussed Ben Affleck Batman that happened in the middle of this. <laughs> oh, remember what that? For, for, forget about that. DC like, <laughs> never happened. <laughs> it's like it's like DC's got like a shotgun and it's just like shooting like pellets through the air and saying hopefully we hit that fucking clay pigeon at some point and make our money back (laughs) well and even when they hit like i remember there was like ben affleck's gonna be batman everyone's like jesus christ god damn it and then like we saw ben affleck as batman and everyone's like you know what i'd say i'd say a ben affleck batman and then DC comes in and goes like, sorry, we read, we just read the comments and shot Ben Affleck in the face. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, 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 no. We were okay with that. And like, oh, how about Robert Pattinson? <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's so weird. Like from all of Marvel's issues, they, they have a vision. That vision's a little blurry sometimes and gets obnoxious, but DC is just like, we're going to do everything. And then hopefully you like some of this. And if you don't like it, we'll apologize later dude i picture dc and i'm gonna do a cut into this is like it's a it's a bond boardroom where he's like i have brought you all in here today to discuss the making of the next batman we have reviewed ben affleck's comments and they are negative when they are negative i get upset (laughs) when i get upset people die (laughs) (laughs) they haven't even made batman yet and they're already frying people for it because of the internet. I regret to inform you all of the death of Spectre Number Six. Colonel Jacques Duval was killed by an unknown assassin. His services will be greatly missed. We will now proceed with the area financial report. Number Seven 
So yeah. they, I saw the announcement. I look on this thing. I look down the first comment. Yeah. It's like, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. The first one just goes, no! <laughs> on the contrary, the culprit is known to me. I've decided on the appropriate act. And then and the favorite thing about all of this is like when the COVID hit, and they and they gave Zach, um, I almost said Zach Baggins, and they gave Zach Snyder <laughs> money to go back and re-edit his <laughs> his beautiful vision. They're like, oh shit, <laughs> we gotta bring back Fat Man. So then Ben Affleck has to go back to the gym really quickly and stop eating Duncan. And like, and it just looks so, everything's so wrong and Dude. mismanaged about that DC universe. It's kind of crazy. And then the funny thing is the DC like animated movies, there's a lot of them and they do really well for considering how cheap they're made. And then all their TV shows do really well. So it's like they mismanage their movies, but their TV Except shows Batwoman. work. Or I, Batgirl. What? Batgirl. What? Which I, I, to this day, think that was just a tax thing. That was like fuck. We owe too much in taxes. How about we just liquidate Batgirl, call it a loss, and we'll write it off. Under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Yeah, that was that was some Hollywood accounting. Batgirl was just. But they also have a bat, like a Batwoman or Batgirl, like TV shows. Like they they have all these things that I didn't even know about. Did you know that like that like Doom Patrol and Titans have been on for like four separate seasons, and they and this. They're really popular. I'm like, how do you know this shit existed? I just saw the Peacemaker, and I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. But that's the I thing. Good. There's too much. Like, I can't fucking keep up, I and nor do you, I want it's, to. It's a scatter shot. It's just fire, fire, fire into the air, and whatever sticks and works. Hopefully, it makes money. Yeah, it's yeah, that it's wild. But yeah. uh, okay, I just go. picture Ben Affleck like getting fat, eating Dunkin' Donuts on the beach. And they're like, hey, Ben, um, we got to do some reshoots. And he's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and they're like, you fat fuck, you listen here. We have to go on contract for $10 million. You go do some goddamn crunches and drink a green shake right now, you fuck. And he's like, I don't want to. <laughs> and they're like, Matt Damon comes in and slaps him. He's like, Ben, if we're going to finance any more goddamn Air Jordan movies, what the yeah. fuck you better get your <laughs> You can do you your. Make, uh, you want to make a sneaker movie? You get your fat fucking ass in the gym. <laughs> you can do your uh, your woke movies to make up for your, for your family being slave owners. Ben later do a Batman yeah. movie. It's crazy how he he's like the head of two failed IPs, like Daredevil and Batman. Just took a big old shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just should stay away from superhero stuff. And you know what? I like Ben Affleck just fine. He's obnoxious and full of himself, but he's a fine Bruce Wayne Batman. Well, um, and think about how much sway, like, I just picture if Marvel tells you to dance, you go, uh, you, oh, yeah, 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 you start doing the jig. Like, you're like, ah, mm-hmm. look at me dance, look at me dance. Marvel DC has... asked Henry Cavill to shave his mustache. He went, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't want to. <laughs> Marvel has Disney money. WB yeah. has Looney Tunes money. Disney's like, I will crush you, you little monkey. <laughs> Shave that fucking mustache. <laughs> we told the governor of Florida to go fuck himself. Like, trust me, we have money and power. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Slap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just, um, yeah. This is getting over long. Like the Batman. Shane, let's start to bitching here. What's mm. one of many changes you would make about the Batman? You're going to laugh. Do it. 
um, Robert Pattinson, you were so <laughs> close. You were so close to being my Batman. I love you as an actor, but the fact that you didn't get uber jacked for this film pisses me off. <laughs> Not my Batman. My Batman is jacked. We went from Christian Bale at 220, just ripped as shit, to Pattinson looking like he does a couple crunches every now and again and does keto. Like that. He, he's a lean he, Batman, goddammit. No, it is bad. I he looks good in the suit. He moves well in the suit, if that's even him. Um, but when when he is not in the suit, I'm like, what the fuck? Michael Keaton looks more intimidating. <laughs> eh. <laughs> like, at least Michael Keaton had the decency to keep his shirt on, so we didn't have to like see flabby Batman. Like, here's okay. Since you don't know anything, did you know like they're bringing back Michael Keaton? I did hear this in um, the Flash movie. Yeah, they have to make up for the Flash being. The actor a, being a weird a, a, Nazi cult leader that <laughs> yeah. pulls guns on pregnant women. and Yeah. So they're like, okay, how do you sell this movie? Bring back Michael Keaton. Everyone loves Birdman. <laughs> yeah. This isn't going to go bad at all. Um, yeah. The Flash is going to be a flop. And the fact that they must have paid Keaton a lot of money. Yeah. Like, and it makes me sad because I love Birdman. And the point of Birdman is to kind of mock yeah, Superhero he doesn't want to keep putting that stupid suit on. <laughs> it smells like balls. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Birdman. Um, um, but okay, yeah, so, no, I so think... So you're mad that he's not jacked, really? He needs No, seriously, he needs to be more jacked. He needed... That's part of the character. I don't want a Superman that's skinny. I want a fucking jacked dude. Because you are vicariously living through Batman too. And when you see your Batman and you're like, that guy can't kick anyone's ass. Like, I don't know. That's, it's a complaint. I think he should have got more jacked for it. Fucking get on the Mexican supplements and get fucking yoked. Sorry, Robert, you signed on to be Batman. Get bigger. I thought you'd have a legitimate complaint. Okay. Um, that is legitimate. No, it's not. It's an aesthetic, you moron. Get, it, that, it is an actor. Half of your job is aesthetic. The focus isn't Bruce Wayne. The focus is the Batman. He's in the cow like 90% of the film. Chris Pratt got jacked, oh and he my, was fat. It's a different <laughs> character. He's skinny, grungy, emo Batman. He's in time for... For fucking crunches. He's he's There's too busy brooding listening to the fucking Smiths. Jacked. He's listening to the goddamn Karen the Smiths. Let him have... He doesn't have time for this. Hit the weights, Robert. I just don't like you no more. You do like me. I don't. Okay. Well, I was going to say about this is like... The, the voiceover narration is something I... A personal complaint that I don't like in movies... And it's kind of cringy and whiny and teenagers saying, October 31st, the streets are filled <laughs> with people, but I can hide in my mask. It sounds just like Rorschach, where it's like yeah. it's a crazy person doing narration. It works because he's a younger Batman, whatever. But, and like I said, in high school, I probably would have thought this was so badass and like noir and cool. But I personally, as an adult, don't like voiceover narration. Rorschach's journal, October 12th. 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally... Thursday. 
October 31st. Streets are crowded for the holiday. Even with the rain. Hidden in the chaos is the element, waiting to strike like snakes. And I'm there too. But it goes to the the genre of noir kind of well. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna forgive it. It's forgivable, but I agree that it's kind of dumb yeah um i don't know um, how you fix that per se other than cut it no i don't think cut it I, I think it's just that's the aesthetic of the film it's gritty dark noiry you gotta have bruce wayne talking to himself because he's not confiding in alfred he's gotta confine it in himself i guess yeah the cool thing kinda about dumb. it though yeah but the cool thing i like about it though is um i like that he has the the lenses and he records everything because it makes up for that thing of, like, how the fuck does Batman remember all these little clues when he gets his head kicked in every night? But he's recording everything, and he makes himself play it back to kind of remember it and solve it. I'm like, oh, that's a kind of cool little yeah. twist on it. Because I'm like, like, how the fuck does he keep all this in line when he gets his head kicked in every night? And he hasn't slept in fucking years. Right? <laughs> Which would um, kill him, but... <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about the mystery. You already kind of touched on this and said... The puzzles are a child could solve. Yeah, it's literally one is a thumb, like the guy's thumb, hanging onto a thumb drive, and it says drive. And I was like, or or no, it was like a key, right? Is like his thumb hanging to a key or something? It's his, it's his it, thumb on, on yeah, on the keys, and it goes yeah. to the thumb drive to activate. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, thumb drive. Well, <laughs> he's well, like, like it's thumb drive. I was okay. like, hey. So the riddles aren't difficult, but the mysteries, like he has USB. I would have never solved that. So like, so like the mystery itself is really complicated. And I believe, okay, Batman could solve that. The riddles are cheesy, but as Alfred says, oh, this guy's a sick, like a sicko. Like he's laughing about it. The Riddler's making mm -hmm. a, a sick joke. And that's not the riddle itself. My problem with the mystery is... It has what I'm going to call that guy syndrome. When you cast John Turturro to play Falcone, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's him. I knew yep. immediately yeah. that's who it is. And it's because they did that guy syndrome. When you hire when an you actor. When you put a high-level actor. Yes. Like, John Turturro's not A-list, but he's like B-plus list. Because John mm -hmm. Turturro is a great actor, but he's not. It's not like putting Matt Damon in Interstellar. But it's not a cameo, but it's when you cast an actor, like you recognize, and, oh, they're a good actor. You're like, oh, they're very involved. It's like, did you watch Yeah, they're that, not going to um, waste that actor. No, did you watch um, that Christian Bale movie, uh, The Pale Blue Eye, the Edgar Allan Poe one? Yes. Okay. I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. But um, when you cast um, that guy, that, that British guy, Toby. Oh, uh, that plays something. Edgar Allan Poe? No, 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 no. But uh, who, who plays the doctor? Like the, the oh, twist is yeah, it's the yeah, doctor's yeah. family. When you yeah. cast that guy who I recognize, Toby Jones, when you cast that guy to be in the movie and he doesn't have a big part, I'm like, oh, he's going to have a big part because you cast yeah. that guy. So yeah. that's that's just an otherworldly thing. 
but you can't cast a famous person to be a low-level character and then be like, surprise, it's that character. It's like, no, it's yeah. it's, it's John Turturro. It's, it's, it's this isn't This isn't Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Like, <laughs> like it's... Well, they matter. Well, well, Tom Cruise isn't the linchpin behind yeah. the entire mystery of what's going on. Also, the mystery is about his parents, too. We haven't really talked about that. They, they mm. throw that in there, too. It's another mystery. The movie's full of mysteries. I'm not going to say Well, the, the parents thing I have an issue with. Go ahead. Um, I like that they go... It's kind of like a fuck rich people, man. Like You think you're so good, but you have billions of dollars and stuff. I like that they played his father as a politician. Like Mm -hmm. he was good. He had some good ideas. He wanted to do good, but he got tied up in the politics and did bad things. Right. So he wasn't a great person. So Bruce has to deal with this idea that um, his family isn't who he thought they were. The whole basis of his identity, the whole reason for the creation of Batman doesn't work because Batman would have kicked his dad's ass, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's it's like, oh, shit. I like that. And then they quickly undo it because they're like, they're still really good people. Like, you know, they're the best. They're the best, Bruce. Like, we can't let this sit too long. We can't actually let us, the audience, stew in this weird sadness. No, but I like that, though, because that's reality. Reality is great. It's not black and white. Young Batman thinks it's black and white. He even, like, remember that there's a good scene where where Gordon and Batman are talking. And then, and he says to him, uh, the, 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 the police commissioner is kidnapped and killed. Uh-huh. And then Gordon says to him, it sounds like you think he deserved to die. And he looks at him and says, he's a corrupt cop. He got what he deserved. Because Batman's black and white at right. the time. But then once he figures out his parent is his dad made a big mistake and he got caught up in the mob by accident and led to their death, the world's gray. And he figures out, well, I have to be above that. I have to be black and white. And also and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Because like he has to be the symbol. He has to be the symbol for Gotham and sacrifice himself and look like good, but kind of be in the gray area of breaking the rules. So. I like that, it, and it's also that goes back to like Bruce Wayne's in college. He's figuring out his parents don't know everything. He's disenchanted <laughs> with morality. It's it's so man. If I was in high school, this would be like my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> He's going to school in the streets. Um, go. Uh, go ahead. You're making a point about you didn't like that. It's it undoes it. Yeah, I think they i I think they should have just left it with like. Alfred being like, you're right, your parents weren't that great, they loved you, but yeah, you, they did bad things. I feel like they did a lot of, like, backpedaling instead of letting us be like, fuck, man, like, Bruce's dad wasn't that great. But, like, and I think they needed to do a little bit more on the, hey, like, yeah, we did a deal with Falcone, but Maroney killed hundreds of people, like, and he's in prison now, like, sometimes you gotta dance with the devil, like, and... So, like, there's these little things that, like, I feel like they backpedal, but I do like how Falcone, how easily Batman is manipulated. Mm-hmm. Like, all Falcone had to do was, like, yeah, Maroney killed your parents. Like, it's kind of suspicious. And Batman's like, Maroney did it. And, and then they go, <laughs> no, he didn't. Falcone killed him. Neither have provided any proof. It has just been people yeah. saying it. And Batman's like, Falco kill my parents. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's like, a, he's like a dick to Alfred after he's, like, blown up. 
and it, and it just shows like he's just so clueless. So it's frustrating because it seems like it's stupid, but it also it fits this immature, you know, yeah, pathless with, with without a clue. Batman. It, it fits this care this kid who has money and strength, even though he's not mm-hmm. jacked. He has this not ability. jacked, not my Batman. <laughs> even though he's he has an advantage and privilege to like do this. He's still super clueless. So I think it ties in and I'm a little more forgiving of that than I was my first viewing. Oh, I'm very much searching for complaints. Um, I would say overall very much loved this movie, but it's not perfect. Cause I don't think there really is such thing as a perfect film. Okay. You've um, never seen daredevil. <laughs> I never miss. <laughs> More peanuts. Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, any other things you'd want to change about the film or any more complaints? Because I could go on for days, but like you said, I can complain about this, but it's it's a very enthralling, entertaining movie. Um, The one thing I want to complain, the last thing, is it feels a little bloated towards the end. It just has that classic, like, and then, and then, like, it, it's not quite the Dark Knight bloated, where they introduce a villain in the third act, <laughs> like, but um, the Riddler's plot, I think, was a little much. I know you have to have a big, I, I wish they would have just, like, toned it down and not done, like, it's a, he's gonna flood the entire city and the whole thing is, like. I think they could shut the fuck up. I'm podcasting, huh? Um, yeah, like your wife cats. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> but um, I think they could have tightened that up. Maybe done like a raid kind of scene where the Riddler has like ten people that have broken into like Gordon's house or you know something like that or just something a little well, more grounded. Like, the Dark Knight does it kind of perfectly. Where the Joker has one building, he's got like thirteen hostages, he's got a bomb, but that's like the whole like distraction. Yeah. Because the real the real ending is four people in a uh, in a worn down like a uh, parking garage talking about morality and the ending about like what's right and wrong and justice. Like that's a perfect ending for Batman. So you have your big thing, but then it ends on something really just like poignant this one mm-hmm. it's got to be big because batman's got to prove himself and i love when he's like he's like almost dead and he takes like that little bane like venom shot and like oh, yeah. adrenaline kick thing i like he, that too i like the adrenaline shot yeah and but he's he's like because batman doesn't play fair he's got to use whatever gadget he possibly has to like get it and i love the ending when he's like got the flare and he's saving people i'm like ah oh, it's a cool like visual and symbolic of batman's willing to sacrifice it all that's what he's about it's not about vengeance it's about saving people it goes back to that the whole thing of what does the batman stand for so i like it it's bloated it's big but pretty fucking cool yeah i just wish it would have tightened up a little bit i i don't i don't hate it it's not like i didn't like him fighting all those dudes and getting shot with the shotgun and doing all like they're cool scenes i just wish we could like clean it up and get to them a little quicker i just this one did i don't remember feeling the oh my god it's not over as much as i did in the dark knight the dark knight i was like oh my god we've started a whole new movie i thought this was act three (laughs) 
especially like the Dark Knight Rises. That one, like, oh my god, still, still, I still like that movie just fine, but that one feels like, oh god, he still hasn't fought Bane yet. <laughs> or like Return of the King, where it's just like, and then you, you shut your goddamn then... mouth, you shut your fucking filthy mouth. But uh, this doesn't have that quite as bad. It just has a little bit, and then <laughs> <laughs> it whispers it. And then, <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> okay. So, retrospects. We did a podcast, which you, you also check out for a, kind of like our favorite, or some of our favorite movies of t- 2022. Shane, looking back in retrospect, would you put the Batman up there as one of your favorite films of last year, even though you you just recently saw it? Hmm. It'd probably be in my top ten or five. But I re- I don't think I liked it more than Banshees of Inisherin or um, Angry Irishman. That's what I call that one. Um, <laughs> or uh, the Northman. I really, really, really like the Northman, and I like the menu a lot too. So it's definitely top five. But I don't think it's my top one. I I think I said the menu right is my top one. You said the uh, the Northman was your favorite one. The Northman, year. yeah, I I I like the Northman a lot. Like if you're gonna do a very big epic tale, I think the Northman did it perfect. Yeah, great director. Um, so for me, like I said before, this is like a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. But I guess my last analogy is like it's like eating the greatest grilled cheese of your entire life. It's yeah. like it's. There's no risks being taken here. There's nothing risky at all. They they have the same Batman villains and stories, so you're not risking it. You took a big risk that it's three hours long, and you let some artsy-fartsy director really take their time in making a well-crafted movie that draws you in in this atmosphere of, like, you know, ominous and grit and just like uh, grossness, but it's still a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. It's still a Batman movie, but man, is it delicious! <laughs> did, I, did I enjoy every goddamn bite? I'm gonna kind of did. That's a good burger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tasty burger. Um, I like this movie a lot, and I can complain all day about it, but. I don't think that matters. Nitpicking doesn't matter in a movie that's super concerned yeah. in like the feel and the characters and the excitement and man, we don't talk about the action scenes enough. Like that car scene, really the final good. Thing are really fucking awesome. The scene when uh, Batman and the Riddler are having their their Joker moment, it's pretty great. Well, when, and he's like, not doing like spinning roundhouse kicks. He's like punching people and blocking. He looks like a. Mm-hmm. Like a bruiser MMA fighter, he's, you know? He's a brawler. Batman yeah. is a brawler. He's a, I'm getting close, and if I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to shock your ass yeah. or something. Well, I don't and that's care what he would do because he's got armor on. So he's going to get in close, and he's going to punch you in the face. Yes. But it also, is he has really good choreography. Of, yeah. The, the only thing that they don't really do in this Batman, this Batman is a brawler. But in, like, uh, the Nolan Batmans, Batman Begin, like, he uses stealth a lot. And I like mm-hmm. that, too, because Batman is a ninja. This one, he doesn't have that ninja training like they did the, the backstory. So he's more just like the brawler and the gadgets, which is good. Different Batman, but I kind of miss the where Batman's taking out the guys one by one to set up. Right, the, he's setting up his. Thing. Yeah, he's, he's being he's, more methodical. 
he's laying a plot. He, he's he's getting them all in one small area, taking as many as he can, and then he jumps in and scares and uses that fear a lot more in the battles. <laughs> this Batman literally knocks on a door, <laughs> and he goes, hello, and punches him in the face, <laughs> and then walks through the club, punching everyone in the face. Yeah. Anyway, I started blasting. Bam, wow. bam. But I love that scene, too. It's, it's very John Wick, almost, kind of like in yeah. a way where he's... He's like, yeah, I'm just going to like punch you in the fucking face because I know I'm, I'm, I'm stronger than you, and I got some gadgets. I'm, I'm going to shock your ass from 30 feet oh, away. What if John Wick teams up with Batman? Unstoppable. Whoa, who would win in a fight? John Wick versus Batman. They does both John just Wick can't have die. his bulletproof tuxedo? He does <laughs> for sure. And he has nunchucks. <laughs> Go watch oh, John God. Wick. Just watch John Wick 4. There's a 20-minute scene where Keanu Reeves beats up people and goes, <laughs> with nunchucks, and it made me laugh more than anything has ever Dude. made me laugh in my entire life. It's so awesome. I'll watch John Wick 4. We'll do a review on it because I love that Keanu has found what he loves and found a genre of movie where he just gets to do shit that he does in his personal time mm-hmm. like for lots of money. God, he's such a bad actor. Like, like the directors let Lawrence Fishburne and Ian McShane and the Skarsgård kid actually act. They told Keanu, Keanu, deliver your line in the worst way possible. Cut, print, let's go. Like, yeah. it's so bad. It's like, yeah, uh, consequences, yeah. I'm like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Dracula will take my bride. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... And he's... Keanu Reeves is not as bad as he plays in John Wick. He's not that bad, but he's bad in that in that fourth John Wick movie. It is weird. Um, I know kung fu. <laughs> Doctor, you must understand. I doubted everything, even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know, but sir, I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there to Carfax Abbey. Um, Jane, since you made me watch so much Batman, what uh, final thoughts on the Batman? Would you recommend it, and who would you recommend it to? I recommend it to a lot of people. Like, if you explicitly just aren't into like action films, I wouldn't watch it because it's really good i i don't see a lot of people disliking the batman it's a little long so like if you're just not really like if just hearing batman is a turn off to you then yeah i don't watch it because that's it's a lot of batman um but it as far as superhero movies go it's good and it was kind of refreshing because i'm really burnt out on it all like that's the reason it took me a year to watch the batman is because i just have zero interest any comic book well i shouldn't say comic book because there's other stories out there that are in comics but hero shit like superhero stuff i'm I'm fucking over it like the burnout is real and i think the market is kind of stating that too (laughs) didn't uh what's its face make like 10 million dollars yes (laughs) which i i never would have picked shazam to be a real winner anyways but that it's, big of loser it's a fun the original shazam's fun but and i liked it just fine i was like i don't want to see this ever again because it's also still it's still part of that dc universe and like i'm sitting back like going what the fuck is the point of this 
like like nothing interconnects and it's all fragmented and they bet their money on the wrong goddamn horse and lost and now they're just trying to like pick up their pennies to make back money on all the investment and all these actors that they secured <laughs> for years it's really weird it's like they went to the horse races and they saw marvel's horse which is like this old winner like knowing wow look at that horse we got to get ourselves a horse and they just bought the first horse they saw and it's got like three legs and no hooves yeah. <laughs> and it's and a donkey and his name's <laughs> called Wonder Woman. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's a horse. Get it. Quick. Buy it. I don't care. Whatever it costs. <laughs> they don't get that there's like a whole lot more that goes into horse racing than just owning a horse. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, good. Okay. Well, thanks for making me watch that movie for the third fucking time. I've spent nine hours of my life watching that movie. Um, Shane, I... Want to know since we are doing this a year later and they're still in development on the new Batman, how, what would you pitch to be the Batman Two? All right. <clears throat> dum. I have the bat. The city corrupt. Crime never sleeps. I've heard about this Batman. I'm not impressed. I've seen him. <laughs> I'm running for mayor of Gotham because we don't need a bat. Bats are gross. They carry disease. COVID was a bat. Um, so I've heard some say evil rises from anywhere. Batman, we need you. I can't. He can run against me. He's not going to win. He's old. He's bad. He's terrible. <laughs> I am pitching that Donald Trump is running for mayor of Gotham. And Batman can't stop him because no matter how much crime he proves that Donald Trump is doing, it only boosts him in the polls. And We've indicted him on 36 counts and he still can't get him. He can't be stopped. The Batman's stupid. I heard he's gay. He touches children. Can we put Donald Trump in Joker makeup? Yeah. And like all the, the criminals comb. are like helping Donald Trump. Because they haven't been able to do what he has somehow done in Gotham, which is win the people over by being awful. <laughs> He's so corrupt, they love him. The Riddler, I liked what he was saying. It's true, the government's corrupt. I mean, I heard he touches children too, but... <laughs> where He's exposing the real Gotham, and yeah. Batman is crumbling under it. Because everything Batman does that's good gets told that he's helping like the democrats <laughs> bruce wayne terrible guy his dad thomas wayne killed jfk i have proof. bruce Did wayne doesn't pay taxes just saying we go to the same tax guy <laughs> yeah the the clintons are, fu are funneling the, the bruce wayne fund can't trust yeah. it none at all none at all uh last i checked the bruce wayne foundation donated a hefty sum to the clinton foundation and black lives matter and, and batman's like no no we didn't <laughs> just saying and then like just... fox news it's like batman liberal wokester <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like constantly berating batman just notice that white people are getting beat up all the time in the streets but batman's saving asians why don't you save everyone batman <laughs> why isn't batman beating up catwoman i'll yeah. tell you black woman <laughs> looks, looks, looks too much like kamala harris no, no <laughs> I, 
I would say I could kick his ass. Just saying. <laughs> I'm the most fit Mia you've ever had in an entire Gotham history. Oh my god. Yeah, and Batman just keeps finding himself somehow on the wrong end of public opinion. <laughs> <laughs> they take everything out of context and put it there. <laughs> I am vengeance. Vengeance for hire. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just thinking how sad and how this could actually be kind of a good movie. Maybe don't do Donald Trump. Just do a politician that's doing a Donald Trump. And you're like, how does Batman win? People are so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like Batman Returns with like the Penguin running yeah. for Gotham. Everyone likes him because he's, he's like the sad story. So instead you have Donald Trump going, oh, he was given a million dollars. And, you know, that's all I had to pull my bootstraps up and be mayor. <laughs> I just, I noticed that a lot of things he drives are made in China. Just saying. <laughs> a lot of this stuff's made in China. Doesn't buy from USA. <laughs> no, it's a, no, it's it's made in Metropolis. It's not from Gotham. Yeah. It's not made in Gotham. You know and what Metropolis is owned by? The Chinese. <laughs> Notice well, Batman saved a Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. All well, right. your, your pitch is pretty good. I think you overshadowed my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Spin it. Okay. The Batman 2. We got to have a mystery because mm. this movie's all about mystery. It's noir. So my mystery that I'm pitching is who is the Batgirl? Someone, some female rises up because it's got to be a woman. Got to have woman empowerment. Got to bring that in there. So Batgirl is out there fighting too. Not as big as Batman because, you know, the patriarchy. But yeah. But she's there, so Batman's trying to figure out who she is. Like, you know, he's not really investigating her, but she's there. So then, well, that's happening in the background. The Penguin. The Penguin hires a new assassin to bring down Batman because the Penguin's trying to do, like, the drugs. So then he hires a hitman mm. named Mr. Freeze. He'll oh, hire God. a hitman assassin, Mr. Freeze. But... He's gritty, so he's he's like he's like a serial killer. He's like he's a, from Siberia, so he's just yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah, just cold, he's cold. So so then uh, what he does is he he puts him in like a meat locker and tortures him for information to figure out who the Batman is. He gets all these cops. He's a cop killer assassin. Mm. So you know he's really on the edge there. Everyone's after him, and he's secretly trying to get Batman. So he's in the background, always getting closer to Batman there. So then the main villain. Since we're gonna have Batgirl, gotta have a female. Gotta have a female bad guy. And since Batman doesn't really have branch out to new ones, we only have a few options. Can't be Harley Quinn because they're already doing that somewhere else. So yeah. it's either Poison Ivy or we're doing Talia Al Ghul. And you can maybe introduce both of them. Talia Al Ghul is like this this uh, up and coming politician, and she's secretly funded by you know Soros. Uh, what? <laughs> George Soros. Yes, there you go. He's <laughs> <laughs> secretly funded by the League of Shadows, but we don't know that yet. And you also have Poison Ivy. You have Pamela Isley, who's like this, um, who's like Greta Thunberg, yelling about global warming, and she's trying <laughs> to make a change in Gotham. So, like, so like you know, you 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 kind of feel like they're trying to make a difference, but they're secretly behind the scenes have a, a very nefarious plot so that Batgirl can solve and stop them. What's going on there? And this whole mystery is going on there. And then it ends with the killing joke. Because we know what's going to happen. They're going to bring back the Joker in the second Batman movie. But if I'm going to run this ship, this is how I'm running it. The Joker's not in the goddamn Batman 2 until the ending. And in the ending, it ends with um, 
the Batgirl being Barbara Gordon, or maybe it's they do a twist on Pamela Isley or Talia Al Ghul, and then the Joker shoots and paralyzes Batgirl, which leaves a sting for the third movie, and it pushes Batman to question, like, well, the Joker's pushed too far. I have to stop him. So it's gonna. That's what my pitch is. You, you got maybe Barbara Gordon be Batgirl. Maybe it's Pamela Isley. Little twists there, and then you have this relationship build up, and then the Joker comes in, does the killing joke, shoots her, and then Gotham's thrown into chaos when you know Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Commissioner, is paralyzed by this monster, and Batman doesn't know how to feel. Jim Gordon's telling. Batman, you have to bring him to justice. We got to maybe kill him. And Batman's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Vengeance. I, I think that movie's probably in the works. Yeah. The, Joker, the only difference is the Joker will be in it a lot more than just the end. But see, so yeah. I'm trying to take things that I think are going to happen and try to twist them to like, maybe do a little twist here and there. So it's not as obvious, but it won't be anything new. They're not going to have like, Oh, they made a new character for the Batman. It's Bella Royale, the very forgettable politician who's not Kamala Harris or <laughs> Barack Obama or yeah. uh, AOC. Oh, you're not that uh, person. Got yeah. it. God. So they're not going to make a new character. So bring in Batgirl since they did Robin. Robin's stupid. So bring in Batgirl. Have the killing joke set up. Or if you want to go Robin, then have it end with Death in the Family where the Joker kills Robin, kills a young younger version but batman's too young to have you know a little catholic yeah, boy, boy running around with yeah. him yeah are we gonna do like the animated series where he's gonna fuck her oh god <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the killing joke in general like it's it's there's no fun it's like miserable it's a, it's a good it's a well written and drawn out comic but my take on it is batman's too much of a pussy to finally kill the joker Others say it ends with him killing the Joker. It ends ambiguously. Mm. I don't really like it because it's just like, it's fucking miserable. It's just, (laughs) the Joker pushes everyone to a point where it's like, I don't like any of these fucking people. It's gross. It works in that way. People love it. I'm not a huge fan of it. But if you're going to use the Joker, push him. Push him all the way. Don't make him Heath Ledger where he's chaotic, but it's still likable. Make him a serial killer. Make him gritty and gross. Make him, make him not want to kind of root for him because sometimes you, you're on the Joker's side in the Dark Knight because Heath Ledger mm-hmm. is so goddamn good. You're yeah. like, this guy's really interesting. Like, yeah, burn it down. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. But make him a serial killer where you don't want to root for him. Like, make this whole culture of like uh, deifying the Joker and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. They're psychopaths. Yeah. Like I don't like them being anti-heroes. Make them evil. Like yeah. really push us there. If you're going to go I wonder gritty... Trump was president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there you go. That's that's my pitch for the Batman too. I like it. I like that pitch. And the Mr. And I Freeze. I want to be back Mr. Freeze. I want Mr. Freeze, damn it. How many how many ice puns is he allowed? He's allowed one pun. Does it's he say ice a... to meet you? <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a cold day in hell, Batman. <laughs> that's what he's going to say, god damn it. Because because what that, killed the, the dinosaurs? The ice, the ice age. That's false. That's false. <laughs> wrong. It's warming. It's not even um, wrong. I thought he was a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> it's um our dear friends at Big Movie did a, a podcast. Just did a Batman and Robin podcast. It was epic. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. Um, but I want I, I want the three of us, you, Dan, and I, to do 
Batman and Robin because that movie is so much fun and we could just there's, drink every time he does the ice puns and we'll be trash. There's a lot going on in that that piece of shit yeah, to include but, bat nipples. Yep. Okay. But thank you. This was Waste of Potential Podcast. We discussed The Batman, the movie that everyone's already discussed, and we're only a, a year late to the Edited scene. by me. Yep. So when you hear this podcast in September of 2024. <laughs> It'll be a cold day in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. But um, if you're still here, thanks. Subscribe on um, YouTube or, po- or Spotify or any podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram. Twitter, um, any other social media things along those lines, send us in any emails to podcastwithpotential at gmail.com. And that's it. Shane, do you want to take us out here? I heard he said he's vengeance. I haven't seen him avenge anything. I'd say he's dumb. He's got small <laughs> hands. <laughs> I have big hands. I call him Rat Man. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Fat Man. You see him? He's getting chunky. Not yeah. my Batman. Not, not at my all, Batman. Not, not jacked. All. Not not jacked at all. Not like me. I'm jacked as shit. Yeah. He's short. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? I'm Batman.